Welcome to All the Extra Points with Max and AP. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you like the segment. Give us a like, share, and follow. Here we go. Three seconds. Hello and welcome to All the Extra Points Podcast with Max and AP, episode 11. We're trying something new this week. Max, how are we doing? Uh, we're doing okay. How are you? How are you this week, sir? We're good. We're trying it new this week. So just a quick update on what's going on with us. Um, Anchor was our previous podcast user. Uh, we have had a lot of glitches if you have listened and heard that. So we're going to try something new. We're going to try a new app called Iris right now. Uh, I can actually see Max. He can see me. So if you guys are watching, pretty cool. Pretty um, yeah, I know. Computers, computers in the middle breaking. Yeah, I got to see Max's fiance, who is, by the way, way, way too good looking for him right now. So sorry, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're listening, here's your out. But so we're going to try this this time, uh, see how it goes. Hopefully we can figure this out. Uh, You might have to resubscribe to us because we're assuming we're going to have to switch names. Uh, We're going to try to keep to all the extra points in some form or another. So we'll keep you guys posted. But other than that, we're going to jump right in. Max, what are we covering today, buddy? So today... We are going to be briefly discussing uh, the NCAA and its transfer portal rules. Um, some colleges who are dropping their coaches super late in the game for high school recruits. Um, North Carolina staff, how it rounded out. Uh, real quick touch on UC's new basketball coach. Uh, we'll give a quick NBA update. Briefly talk about the MLB. Talk about some random things. And then we're going to give our mock draft of the NFL's top 10 picks in our opinion because i know that's why everybody listens to the show to listen to our opinion what's a good uh, opinion usually or just listen to how stupid we are listen i'm just saying we're usually pretty damn right uh we're going to focus on a couple of our big boys in the mlb our reds and indians not doing too horrible right now so might as well focus on it now while they're still up there um but yeah we're gonna have some fun with this we'll start out with the weekly and if you guys are watching the video you can actually see it now uh my podcast for the week this week is weller 107 antique coming in at 107 proof this is from the buffalo trace distillery this is a weeded bourbon oh, yeah, and actually funny story about this this is one of the first bourbons that i got that people always said ah you know it's a hard find but it's amazing and i fucking hated it i hated this bourbon i mixed it with coke with my brother and I never mix. So I got another bottle, tried it again, and well, you know what, guys? I absolutely love it. So we're having fun with it this week. Um, yeah. And we're going to jump right into this. So, Max, what is our first category? I forget. So we're going to touch on the transfer portal. So yeah. For, for those of you who don't know what changed in the NCAA, Division One. Um, not sure how the other divisions are handling it at the moment, but – they approved yesterday that any player in the country can transfer once and not sit out a year. That is one of the reasons I thought Roy wanted out when he wanted to because coaches like him knew that rule was coming, knew it was down the pipeline. So basically, if you got it tough your freshman year out of school and you don't play as much as you want to, you can say, okay, I'm leaving. Go to another school and not sit out a year which has never been the case before. Um, But if you go there and you're less happy, guess what? You either transfer again, sit out a year. Now it's been three years, and then you play after your fourth. So you're four years in. If you want to transfer, 
transfer again, you don't like it, now you're stuck at your third school and you're four years into college already. I am not a fan of this rule simply because of the fact that, and we brought this up briefly, but I think it's a good time to bring it back up with this new transfer rule. Kids nowadays, it's tough. I'm not getting to play. Coach is pushing me hard. Okay, I'm going to leave. You picked that school in the first place for obvious reasons, like Walker Kessler, for example. I loved Carolina. I loved everything about it. I've always wanted to go there. Hey, I didn't play that much. I'm going to leave. Yeah, and it's like, you know, these kids, they want everything to come their way, and they think they have it easy, and the minute they have to try for anything, a.k.a. the biggest name I think of when I think of this is not even in basketball. It's Tate Martell. I mean, he has been an absolute disgrace to the transfer portal and just trying to move from place to place so he can just get handed a job. And he's some playboy, I mean, Johnny Manziel style, but even worse, that's a sap bar and way more talented. Johnny uh, Johnny was a good college player. We haven't, even seen, we haven't even seen Tate play in NCAA. No. I mean, and when he did play, he looked decent. But, I mean, you have Joe Burrow and Dwayne Haskins in that same quarterback room with JT Barrett as a starter, and then you leave. We can go all day about that. But let's get back to college basketball. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for me – Real real quick before we keep going. Currently, as of today, there are 1,293 players in the transfer portal. Which is probably uh, up 500% from last year. Literally. Last year it hit over 1,000 for the first time. So, okay. In 2019, there were 900. I mean, that, but still, it just shows you it's already this high. It's already increasing by 300 people, and it's still early. I mean, I I bet you that number goes up. I think next year it'll be worse because of this new rule. Yeah, oh, no, for sure. It'll go up. I mean, hell, we can see it go over 2,000. And I, I mean, I understand it for some players, but. I mean, not, not, For not some, everybody. The ones yeah. that are homesick, the ones that leave, a yeah. parent gets, or a parent gets ill, family member gets ill. I get it, mm-hmm. but I didn't get enough playing time. Yeah, there so, needs to be. And I know the thing is, is there needs to be a reason, like a kind of you know a category, but you'll always they'll always find a way to work around it. So yeah, I, mean, I, I don't, I, I don't I, like that. I like the idea, but I think they would just say what somebody wanted to hear. To, yeah. Get out. Yeah. They would find a way to get out of it. So and it sucks, but it is what it is. Uh, they're trying to – obviously the one thing that NCAA in general is trying to do is make college sports more user-friendly for these kids. They want them to have what they want. They want them to make money, which I, if we ever talk about that, I'll give my opinion. But I don't want to talk about it right now. So, um, so you got kids. All right. So let's compare this to real life. Everett grows up. Okay, he has a job, and he tells you, Dad, my job's tough. I want to quit. And you say, why is it tough? Because it's hard. Are you going to react like some parents do and say, yeah, well, quit. They must be treating you wrong. It must be somebody else's fault. Or are you? I'm going to do the same thing I do now. If he comes home from first grade and says something's going on at school, I mean, just, you know, figure out a way to do better at it. I mean, like, he, he doesn't have a lot of problems with that like academics he's a pretty smart kid but you know if he's at school getting you know if, if he's on the football field and the kid so he didn't throw him the ball he's not throwing him the ball enough like okay well go out there and take the ball like you know do what you have to do to get out there 
and and play harder and get your name out there. I mean, it's not hard. Your work ethic is the number one thing that's going to get you where you need to be. And this is what these kids are doing. They're taking their name. They're not taking their worth that work ethic. They're taking their name to a prestigious school like North Carolina and thinking that name itself is going to get them where they need it to be. Dude, you're at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan went here. Yeah. Like uh, you are never going to be the best player to play there. Sorry, you're not. But you, but you brought up academics, and I've talked to some teachers since I got out, and there's parents that will go, why does my kid have a bad grade in your class? Um, because he doesn't turn in his work. Well, that must be your fault. You must not be telling him what to do. Excuse me? <sighs> Couldn't do that. See, I, and, and as you know, I was a I, – I, my degree is in high school education. And, I mean, God help me if that should happen to me, especially being in Columbus and Westerville. I mean, that would happen. I mean, parents just baby their children. Now, I hope that our generation raises our kids a little differently, kind of how we got raised. But who knows? I mean, I feel like this, is, this goes back to a techno- technological problem. But I'm not going to sit here and blame – everybody's parents for this because these kids get on social media and you know walker kessler let's just let's just take a guess i'm going to ask you right now how many followers do you think walker kessler has on instagram as a 19 year old after he had those few good games i bet it went up double he he already has thirty thousand, and he's not even the best player to play at wilmington all right so for instance i remember tate martell go back to him real quick so I don't know what he has now, but when he, I remember he was over a hundred thousand when he was at Ohio State. He has two hundred and twenty-two thousand followers and what on Instagram. In, what has he done in college sports? Nothing. Nothing. His last post three days ago says "built by adversity." <laughs> what? No, it's not. Like this is the thing. These people think that everyone is out to get them. They're not. You just need to do better than the people who are playing above you. Again, Michael Jordan, what did he do? And if somebody's (laughs) above you and you know they're better, then you better outwork them every single day. Yeah, but I mean, who doesn't want that kid playing for you? Tate Martell, baby. But listen, I mean, it is what it is. It's going to happen. Like I said, everything, this is is an entire, this is a generational problem we're dealing with, and this could get political. So we're going to end it at that. We're going to move on. Uh, to North Carolina. So we added a little bit of... Go ahead. So, so I'm going to cut you off. So we hired... Sorry, we, North Carolina, hired Hubert Davis off of Roy Williams' staff to be the next head coach at the University of North Carolina. Aaron, I believe you said that's who you wanted? I said that's who I wanted over all the other candidates. I did not say he was going to amount to Roy Williams, just to clarify. But yes, I wanted him. I didn't want to take a leap. I wanted them to take Wes Miller. Uh, Wes Miller, um, since we are local in Ohio, got um, hired by the University of Cincinnati, how after they had that big um, coaching probe into their head coach that did not work out well. Um I mean, even some of his assistants said they didn't agree with a lot of the stuff he was doing. So, I mean, that's what happens. He was at Northern Kentucky. He was doing great. No complaints from there. And you get to a big Division One school. Oh, crap, I'm losing. I got to take it out on these kids because mm-hmm. I, they're risking my job. Yep. And that's not how it works. 
they're going there trusting you with their life pretty much their basketball life at least and he failed them so west miller goes there after being at university of north carolina greensboro for the last 10 years so that means well he there. started coaching division one men's basketball at the age of 29 he's now 39 years old he's at 125 wins the last five seasons good for top 10 in the ncaa so, so going to uc wins. we'll see what he can do i mean hubert obviously this is his first college coaching game um head coach assistant he's been an assistant but he's never been a head coach so yeah now he did make one big move that i really liked that you told me about um he got rid of kendall marshall and I, as a player i really liked him even in the nba he was pretty solid when he was out there playing for the lakers giving a dropping dimes not not a big shooter but um when it came to recruiting, I didn't know that he was the main recruiter. That's what you told me. And I don't understand that because, to me, he doesn't seem like a very personable person. He just seems kind of blah. And you need to get guys. Like, I remember at Ohio State, uh, this is a guy we hate, but Greg Paulus from Duke. That's who Ohio State had as one of their main recruiters was Greg Paulus. He's the kind of guy you want. He's, you know, a very vocal guy. He's, he's loud. He's obnoxious. Kendall Marshall's not. So making a move on him, uh, promoting Sean May, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Hubert wants to keep it in the family, in, in the North every, Carolina family. So every single assistant coach he hired has played with or coached at previously with one of some way connected to North Carolina. Yeah. So yep. the he hasn't officially said it yet, but um, Jeff, Jeff Lebo, who played at Carolina from 85 to 89, he has 20 years of college coaching experience, so they're expecting him to be the new Steve Robinson. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, so if he's going to be – Steve Robinson was Roy's number one, so Hubert wants Jeff Lebo to be his number one. All I can say is you better trust him, and it better not be a situation like it was with Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd at first, where mm-hmm. there wasn't trust, but it had to get built. This is college. You better build that quick. Yeah. You got to be able to recruit and you got to be able to bring these guys in. Um, so Jackie Manuel is on that staff too. Obviously, if you are a Carolina follower, you know who he is. One of the best defenders we've ever had play. Um, he was outstanding back on the championship team in 05. Yeah, 05. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. Um, I, again, Roy Williams is gone. That's the only story that we can even focus on. Whoever becomes the coach after that, who just, knows what's going to happen. We just hope he stays close to the program like Dean Smith did until uh-huh. he passed away. So Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, not much more to talk about in college basketball. Uh, what's going on with your Lakers? My Los Angeles Lakers absolutely put a whooping on your Brooklyn Nets Okay, on not, Saturday. Not, not my Brooklyn Nets. Absolute blowout. Mm-hmm. Loved it. But LeBron and Anthony Davis are expected to be back in two weeks for the Lakers. Um, The Nets and 76ers still sit atop of the Western Conference. Um, Who's in second place? News in the the Phoenix Suns. Your Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns. But I was going to let you talk about the Nets more and what happened today. Yeah, kind of crazy. So I'm just hanging out, doing some work stuff, and – the alert comes across my phone that 
I know some of you guys know this, but uh, LaMarcus Aldridge had some heart conditions and decided to retire. And he had just went to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so that's, I mean, for him, you have to just understand. You, know, you can never doubt a player who wants to leave the game for health reasons at all. Period. Andrew Luck. I mean, these guys know what it's their body and it's their livelihood. He said, he said, I, I forget his exact quote. I think I can find it pretty quick. But so, yeah, he had a, he had a heart condition and a regular heartbeat. And on April 10th, he said, while dealing with an irregular heartbeat, though I'm better now, what I felt with my heart that night was still one of the scariest things I've ever experienced. His, he's, he's a multimillionaire. Right. Why not? It's your life. You have nothing to prove. Got paid by the Blazers. Got paid by the Spurs. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, it's it's your life. I mean, he's still young. I mean, is he even thirty? I don't. I don't, I don't yeah, even know. I think so, so yeah. I mean, you got to think about that. And for him, he's he's gone for the Nets. Huge blow because that. I mean, that made them the front runner they are. I mean, he's a huge pickup in every shape and form. So that's going to be a big setback for them. But for him as an actual individual, you got to hope the best um, for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Nets are going to take a big hit. Um, I mean, they're still he's – 30, the, He's 34. He'll be 35 in July. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he's actually a little older. 36 in July. Sorry. So, yeah, I mean, you got to think, like, Philadelphia still up there. Brooklyn's still going to be up there. I mean, it's still the East. Milwaukee – so, so if you remember the West Compact standings that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Lakers are now the fifth seed. Last time we talked, two weeks ago, they were the fourth. So between the fourth seed to the hmm, – let's go Seven. down to the nine seed, who is currently the Warriors, there's a eight-game difference. Actually, the ten seed. The Spurs are also 14 years back. Yeah. Also 14 games back. Mm-hmm. So Lakers are now two and a half up on the Trailblazers at six, which gives them a little breathing room with LeBron and AD coming back in two weeks. But yep. I'll tell you what, Andre Drummond has looked pretty good in the games he's played after he got his toenail ripped off. Yep. So I'm interested to see how those three mesh together. There's about there's about 30 games left in the season. So plenty of time left. I think you guys are going to be fine. Um, I think you'll go I on hate, a couple runs. I hate how compacted this season is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. It's I going by it's fast. Get, I think it's going to get rough on the players at the end. Oh, but it will for sure. Good for KD, LeBron, AD, who who have all been out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still waiting. Uh, I think the Cavs will make their run in the Eastern Conference soon. Um, the Cavs are currently 17 and a half back of the 76ers. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You know what's funny? They are only seven back of the eight seed. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they're gonna they're gonna go on a spree. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that pans out. But um, I mean, again, NBA, we're not talking too much about it yet. I mean, it's hey, still middle it's still middle of the season. Your Washington Wizards are five and five in their last ten. Bradley Beal, let's go. Russ Wilson or Russ Westbrook. At, at some point, that's gonna click there. Yeah, I like Ru- I like Rudy Hachimura. I like him. See, okay. see if they make a run here late. We'll see. We'll see. So, two so are. We want to talk about my Cincinnati Reds, who started off the season smoking hot, six and one, and now we're seven and five. <laughs> and Castellanos, what's his name? Castellanos? Nick, Nick Castellanos. Castellanos. 
got real tough for about half a second and then was a little pansy during that fight. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, let's go. And then backs up and like, oh, no, no, man. No, man. Like, runs out of that little brawl. As soon as Yadier so, Molina stepped in, it's over. Like, you don't want to die. Yadier Molina will kill in you. His, in his defense. Not literally he, for he, legal reasons. Yeah. Uh, after the game, he says, if, you, if I got to go ask Yadier Molina for his autograph right now, I would go ask him for his autograph. I mean, he's been – the fact he's been catching in the MLB for, what, 19 years? Ooh. How your knees last that long? Here's a fact. He is the first ever catcher to ever catch 2,000 games with one team. 2,000 games. Yeah. Yadier Molina is a beast. He is a first ballot Hall of, Hall of Famer, no doubt. I mean, it just probably the most – I mean, it, it, that's like – that's Joey Votto shit. Like just playing all the time, not missing a lot of games. Cal Ripken. I mean, these guys go out and they play all clearly, the time. Clearly, you have not watched the Reds much the last three years. Well, no, he's. I'm not saying he's good. Joey well, Votto hasn't been played. very good. Oh, I thought he played. I thought he had a, a a tenure there where he hadn't missed a game for a while. Uh, that was like four years ago. Yeah. Well, I don't pay that attention. Contra- to contracts getting to the end. That's been a long time since. He's well, thank that. God, because lately he's been atrocious. Still batting in the three hole, but. Um. Yeah. No. So they're 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 seven and five, right? Just like your Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians. What, tomorrow night, start a three game series in the Natty. Yeah, Indians won today after getting no hit yesterday. Um, they they did have I, I don't know if you saw, but Shane Bieber pitched a nine inning, not complete game because he went to extras, two hits, eleven strikeouts, gem. And uh, Giolito for the White Sox also had nine innings strong. And then we scored two runs in the 10th. He got the win. I mean, it was a great game. But then we get no hit the next day. We can't score. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're, we're going to be a 500 team. Your, your run differential is plus 10 right now. Yeah, but we can't score. But that's because we can pitch. It's not going to continue. I mean, I mean, I like how well we can pitch. But if we can't score, Jose went was started out the year hot, J-Ram. And then he ended up – he's cooling off. We'll see what happens. We got the bats for it. We just got to do it. Only good so. news is the the Reds don't have back some of their pitching yet that I was talking about a couple weeks ago. Sonny mm-hmm. Gray still isn't back. So hopefully get some more pitching back. That way the bullpen doesn't get wore out. See see what happens. See if the, the bats of ours obviously cooled down. But they scored the most runs in Reds history and top – five or ten in MLB history in the first yep. six games. So, yep. Well, you got Naquin, Naquin, who you got from us, started out super hot. So, India started out super hot. Yeah. You're going to see – well, I mean, the three pitchers you got, you're going to face Logan Allen, who we got in the trade for Bauer, um, which has looked pretty good. He looks decent. You're going to see Tristan McKenzie, who's another young guy for us, and then you're going to see the Beavs. So – yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun series. Uh, you can't ever hate on the Battle of Ohio. Uh, is this the only time we're playing or are we playing again? I'm assuming no, we're playing. we probably again. should play again, at least. Twice. Yeah, we do. We play again in May. Where are we playing on Mother's Day, May 9th, uh, May 7th, 8th, and 9th? So uh, I'm going to call this series – I'm going to go 4-2 Indians. Well, I'll play three games. Are you saying overall? In, the, in both series. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sweep you the first time. Well, right now you have better pitching, so we'll see if Sonny Gray is back by Mother's Day. Give us another pitcher. If he's not, kind of don't want to disagree with you at the moment. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, you never know what's gonna happen, but I hope we. I mean, we should try to get one of those. Um, well, I guess 
They're coming up, and I can't go to that one. I don't go to the septic tank of Ohio. I'm sorry. I did not. You don't go to Cincinnati? Because Cleveland's fucking baller. Yeah, okay, Cleveland is way better than Cincinnati. No doubt, hands down. If you've never, have you ever been to Cleveland? I have. I went for Cle- uh, work one time. Cleveland's amazing. Uh, so I, I used to do presentations, right, for medical device. Yeah. And I was at the clinic, like the clinic, like the main, main one. And I finished up my presentation. If I said there are no further questions, who day? You know what I got from the room? <laughs> you didn't. Well, actually, speaking of clinics, did you go to a clinic when you got back from Vegas for your bachelor party? I did not. <laughs> oh, man. You I, maxed out I his actually, bachelor party this past weekend. That's why we didn't have a podcast Thursday. So I was wondering I if he was even met, alive. Met my lovely fiance for dinner on Sunday night. Oh, nice. Well, you live together. So, I mean, I, I'd hope you'd see her. She was her, already so. out with her fr- our friend Sammy. So Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope you got all the cocaine off your shirt, but... Um, yeah, I work for the government. Uh, I do not do any of that. <laughs> yeah, for legal reasons, we're kidding. Max does not do anything illegal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, so, uh, yeah, baseball, we'll see how it goes. The one fun thing I'm liking right now is the Yankees are not doing well. And I, I love so. that. Can you imagine in October where the Yankees aren't in it when they're supposed to be a 100-plus win team? And the, I'd like uh, it. And uh, like we talked about, the rich got richer. The Dodgers are currently ten and two. So. Yeah, and then uh, actually another team. Uh, well, they started out hot. Houston Astros started out hot, but they've kind of fallen off. Um, so we'll see yeah, what happens you with can't, them. Can't sustain home runs like that. No, no, they, neither can the Reds. So, Clearly. yeah. Um, all right, next up, we're going to go into a little segment that Max is kind of surprising me with. So so I surprised you, and you didn't even notice. So something we're going to do instead of focusing on sports the entire time, kind of broaden our audience, broaden our horizons. I haven't been in an office in 13 months, and pretty much the biggest interaction I have are with uh, AP, my parents, and my fiance, and some other friends, but pretty much talk to AP the most. So earlier, I caught you off guard, and we started talking about parenting. We started talking about kids. And shout out to the Joe Rogan podcast. He'll be in the middle He'll be in the middle of deep conversation. So for those of you who don't know who Matt Fraser is, he's the five-time CrossFit Games champion. Uh, I watched and listened to that podcast a couple times. And one minute, they'll be talking about uh, Matt's training routine, what he ate, what he drank, what he did. Um, and like one of the things Matt did when, so he was six weeks out from the CrossFit Games Championship. So that's like the Super Bowl for the CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Uh, three days, 15-ish events, absolute terror on your body. One thing he would not do, and tell me if your wife would ever let you get away with this, he would not pick up a steak knife for six weeks out from the competition in fear of cutting his hand. Really? Yeah. I don't think I could do that as a man. No offense to Matt Frazier, but I mean, like I carry a pocket knife around every day. I have it in my pocket, like I and I use it every day. I mean, for even the littlest things. So my goodness, that's crazy. So, I'd like to learn more about his whole routine. Yeah, so uh, he was great on the Rogan podcast. It was two and a half hours of just, you know, 
them shooting shit. Um, but did uh, did you read what happened with the Johnson Johnson vaccine? You know, I got the Johnson Johnson vaccine, right? Hey, well, you're alive, so. And I do know you got it. That's why I asked you. I mean, I heard about it. I didn't really look too much into it because I just don't really give a shit. I didn't really care to get the vaccine in the first place. But, um, I mean, I know that they kind of put a halt to it because, like, six or seven people had, like, bad experiences. And Uh, they say six or seven as a former biology teacher and major in biology. Six or seven means there's more on the way. Could I be on the way? I don't know. How you feeling? Felt great. It's been, I got it two weeks ago. I got it two weeks ago. Bur- I think all the bourbon you drink, your uh, blood's thin enough. Nothing can keep me down. I will say I was genuinely fucked up there for about five hours, though. Like, shivering, like, not doing well. Uh, next day, I felt real weird. I'd say for that whole next week, I was super tired. But, I mean, that's it. Like, the vaccine didn't affect me that much. But um, it was weird, for sure. Didn't love it. But... I mean, I'm alive, so I guess I count for something. But, I mean, I've had, I got it two weeks eye, ago. Keep an eye out for blood clots, bro. I don't like that. See, this is the thing. Like, this is the thing. I didn't want to get it in the first place, so if I got some shit happening to me, I'd be pissed. Sorry, my dog's yeah, trying so to break into my room. If, uh, my cat's freaking out, too, so it's fine. <laughs> um, so mine, I was, I was going to get it before... Um, the wedding, no matter what, because, you know, how many people are going to be there, just for safety reasons, for Lindsay's safety and everybody there. Um, so my brother, my brother calls me uh, on a Wednesday night, and he's a nurse practitioner at the Little Clinic. Mm-hmm. He calls me, hey, got an extra dose, I'm going to have to throw it away. So it's the Pfizer, so the Pfizer shelf life on that is not as long as Moderna. So... Uh, you want to come get your shot? Uh, sure. So, got my first shot last week. Second one's on the 27th. And uh, we're going to hope when I get the second one, I don't feel like dog crap. Well, just the 27th. When's your wedding? May what? 29th. Yeah. Wait, the 27th of May? Is your second one? or 20- Yeah, you'll be fine. Kelly's getting her second one on April 30th. So, um, yeah, I mean, it. I mean, the funny thing is, is like, you know, I haven't been sick from it. I get it and I get sick. Like, it's just funny how, like, it has to happen. Like, even the yeah, flu, like, that shot. shit can happen too. So, I, of course, I've only gotten sick one time from the flu shot. Now, I've never really got the flu shot that much. But lately I have because, you know, we have children. Apparently, that's the thing to do. Hey, real quick, off topic. Just don't want to brag here, but I might not be able to do this podcast much longer because I'm about to be famous on TikTok. Um, we just reached 11. Uh, give we us just, your, your TikTok update of the week. We just got over 1100 followers now listen what's your handle I'm on. bourbon and bourbon and bow hunting We're on episode 11 get your shit together bourbon and bow. here's my bourbon tiktok glass so i'm not gonna i mean i'm just saying like i here soon i might be making like a lot of money like at least ten dollars a year from tiktok so i mean that's enough to you know help pay for these podcasts so i mean so what's our goal with this podcast Are we trying to get a radio show well, we will if we keep it up. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. We got to get some more listeners, but we got to get this glitch shit figured out, but in a better way to promote so, it, and we got to stop guys, But If the guys on Ohio Sports Talk Radio are listening, Aaron and I listen to them, follow their page on Facebook, so give them a shout out. 
Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Hey, have you got your shirt from Travis? I did. Oh, I did. You did. I did. Huh? Okay, didn't, that's didn't that's sponsor, cool. Didn't have a sponsor this week, so I'm just. That's gonna, cool. I'm gonna take it upon myself and make the family store this week's podcast sponsor. You can do that, but can we can we focus on carryout Waynesville, Ohio? B and B carryout, the best sandwich I've ever had, other than Galley Boy. Called the Big Bow after my uncle who passed away of cancer. Oh Uh, man! And we also have the King Kenny, named after his father, uh, Grandpa Kenny. That's just a big ass triple cheeseburger. It's gigantic, dude. Max, the big bow. If you're ever in Waynesville, you need to stop there. Listen, that my all right. So in college, Max would it would be like ten o'clock at night. He'd be getting off. He he he'd come home and he would just have this fucking big bow for me. And it's just like the greasiest, like heart attack in a sandwich, man. Amazing, one of the best things you'll ever have. And oh, I'll never forget that sandwich. I need to go back and get it. The big bow. Some people. Classified breakfast sandwich. I it's like an anytime thing. It has an egg on it. Do you make it? Any, you make it anytime, right? Anytime. So never close. Never close. Not even Christmas Day. All right. Well, in a couple of weeks, I'm gonna we're gonna do a podcast where either we meet somewhere or I come down or Max comes up. If I come down, we're getting one of those first. I don't care. You know what we should do? We should try to get try to get a restaurant to let's record in there. We get some live people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the only problem with that is. The loud, like the every the noise around us, but we could probably do something like that. But I'm game for that. Yeah. So as we are doing our segment here, um, uh, talking about sandwiches and everything, um, I wanted to focus on the fact that I didn't get my shirt yet, and I know you kind of kind of went over that pretty quickly. So, uh, Travis, good sponsor, man. Appreciate it. Um, give me my fucking shirt. So, just saying out loud here. Um, hey, he, you don't... Said, he said it's the busiest he's ever been. So, I'm going to take the podcast. I'm going to take our credit for it. Mm-hmm. So, Travis, we'll take uh, 10%. All right. Well, here, here is my part of the – you didn't know I had this, but here's my part of the random segment. I have not – I know I'm going to start my would you rathers. This is not a would you rather. Which Avenger would you be and why? Oh my god! I can't believe you're throwing this type of question at me about that panic attack. What? Uh, what? So, so if you, I mean, this might take the rest of the podcast. Um, so you gotta, you gotta look at it. You want to go longevity? You gotta go Thor. He's literally a god. He's in the time frame of the Avengers movies or in Greek mythology. He's in the range of three thousand years old. <laughs> Uh, you got to look at Captain America. He's God of Thunder. He's basically God's right-hand man who has super soldiers to hear him inside of him. So not only is he super strong and have a great metabolism. And he follows everything. Yeah. He's the law. And, and he basically has a shield that defies the laws of physics. Or you could be Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. All right, I'm redoing my question right now. Who would, which Avenger would I be and which Avenger would you be? I will do you, you do me, you go first. I mean, you might I, be Hawk. You might be Hawkeye. 
How the fuck am I not Iron Man? Because your wife's the rich one. Ah. So ah. Are you saying? Are you saying Kelly's ah. pepper? Are you saying Kelly's pepper pots? Did you just call me a gold digger <laughs> online? Who's your boss? Who's your my boss? my boss is, is... Andy Delauder, <laughs> not Mike Delauder. So Mike, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, after you, first off, I worked my way here. Uh, I've worked for did. 10 years. Yeah, new things on the way. But, um, all right, fine. I like Hawkeye a lot, actually. He's, he was, he was, he's one of my favorites. I'm really excited for that show they're starting with no, him, too. So so here's another, another reason why it's okay to be Hawkeye in the comics and not just the movies. Because if anybody didn't know who was under Rock, most of these movies are based on actual comic books mm-hmm. that Stan Lee wrote. With some mm-hmm. other people. And if you don't know that, I never want to talk to you. You just yeah, don't listen to the podcast Lord. anymore. Bye. Um, D-Day will be really happy we're talking about this right now, too. It's true. If Hawk, if Hawkeye wasn't in that comic, something really, really bad probably happened. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you need people like that to hold the group together. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. So you, there's no doubt in my mind, 100%, you are Captain America. There's no doubt, and I'm not saying. And just just to clarify, I am, I am not falling underneath you, because he's one of the leaders. Because I refuse to do that. But you are but, the rule follower. He even even got a god to follow what he said. Yeah, but, but you're the rule follower. You always want to do what's right. I mean, yeah, that's you, definitely, definitely. You're and 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 you're gonna love this part. You're a little you you're a little guy. So you gotta get in the machine to become a big guy. <laughs> so have, you, have you been watching? Have you been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No, I I want to. Is it pretty good? It's good. So I won't talk about any spoilers. So get caught up, and we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, real quick before we end this series, two shows you have to watch: Banshee. It's on HBO. Um, if you don't have it, let me know. I'll give you my HBO Max. And this show is absolutely incredible. Probably the one of the best shows I've ever watched. Um, I put my neighbor onto it, and he can't stop watching it. Um, you, do you watch uh, The Boys on Prime? Uh, I have not yet, but Lindsay and I heard we need to start that. So. You need to watch that too. But The Boys, it's one of the main characters in The Boys is on Banshee. And it's you need to watch Banshee first because then you will have an okay resemblance of, of him in The Boys because he's a, he's a horrible person in the boys, but Banshee he's a, he's awesome. Um, it's the main character in Banshee. It's pretty much the main character in the boys. The second one is Succession on HBO. Holy shit! Uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother's in it. Really good. It's a good show about a huge company and who's going to take Macaulay over Culkin the company. Just had a kid, that? With an actual someone Brenda, had sex with him. Brenda's song. Yeah, uh, Disney Channel. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's insane! Wow. Then I, I saw the wor- I saw the worst dad joke, and then we're gonna move on to the NFL. <laughs> Guess what? Somebody wrote that Macaulay Culkin <laughs> hopes he never does with his kid. <laughs> Go ahead, come on, you got it. You're one of the worst dad joke people I know. He hopes he never leaves him home alone. Yes, I know, but like. <laughs> Come on, that is an ultimate dad joke, but I like it. Um, but 
So Aaron and I have been arguing about one thing pretty much, what, since Tuesday? Was that Tuesday yeah. when this happened? And I, I've maintained, and after the last statistics, the stat line you sent me, I agree with you, but we can disagree with it for so, this. So since the last podcast, Sam Darnold uh, got traded to the Carolina Panthers. Great for him. We were both defending him when the Jets were talking about taking Zach Wilson and he was still on the roster. Um I think it's great for Carolina, too, because now you have a gunslinger who can throw the ball to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Yeah. And you have fucking Christian McCaffrey. And they're going to get on. another weapon at some point in the draft. Yeah. McCaffrey's back. Who was their backup running back last year? Who basically- He's gone. He's gone. He left. Mike uh, Mike Davis, uh, and he left. I forget where he went, but he left. I know he was that. great. There was basically no drop-off when McCaffrey was out. I mean, no. there really wasn't. No. No, there wasn't. I mean, there was obviously but a it, little. It was a it was a top ten offense yeah. without a quarterback essentially because Ted Mike, did get hurt. Yeah, Mike Davis went to the Falcons, by the way. And a backup up. running back. That's a good pickup for them. Yeah. So oh. definitely, yeah, no doubt. Um, so, so good. Yeah, for go him. ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, Edelman. And the other news, Julian Edelman, or Tommy's right hand man, officially retired from football. Um, before we keep going. Does he come back? Does he not? Edelman? Yep. No, he's done. Okay. Unless he gets to Tampa, but he has to wait a year. Some, some people saying that he's going to go to Tampa. Well, no. he actually doesn't have to wait a year because the Patriots officially avoided his contract before he retired. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, he's done. He won't come back. So, so it's not like Gronk where Belichick knew what the hell he was doing. He has he nothing to prove. He basically Edelman has nothing before. to prove. Belichick basically got a fourth-round pick for nothing because Gronk wasn't going to play for them. So Buck said, here's a fourth-round pick. They said, cool, we'll take it for someone who's not even on our roster. So Belichick knows what he's doing. He wouldn't have cut him if he was going to come back. Mm -hmm. So big argument on Twitter absolutely exploded when he retired was, is Julian Edelman Hall of Famer? Well, I had always said yes because of his playoff stats and what he's done for Tom Brady and then maxing all these statistics and all these, oh, this guy isn't in the Hall of Fame, but this guy is. So apparently he's not. Um, I just think what he did in the playoffs, uh, almost alone the playoffs, that Super Bowl against Tampa, or Atlanta, I mean. Um, but, yeah, it makes sense for him to not be. Um, I know you agree with me on that. Well, I may rephrase that. I agree with so, you on that. So some so. people who think – Chad Johnson, Heinz Ward. Stark How is Chad Johnson and Heinz Ward not in the Hall of Fame yet? How is Heinz Ward not in the Hall of Fame? Uh, people don't like him, so that's why. He's so, in, which is ridiculous. It's just like why T.O. Uh, took two years to get into Sterling Sharp. I get just because his career ended because of injury, but Heinz Ward. Yeah, he's. So a, Chad, I, I I thought he was in, and Chad Ochocinco isn't in. What? Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. Uh, Chad Johnson, eleven thousand. Yards, 67 touchdowns, six-time Pro Bowl, right. two-time All-Pro. Julian Edwards, 6,800 yards, 36 touchdowns, zero-time Pro Bowl selection, zero-time All-Pro, does have a Super Bowl MVP, does have three Super Bowls. First Super Bowl he wasn't a huge part of, second two he was huge. The Super Bowl MVP is the only reason I think he still could get in because that's a huge 6, deal. 6,000 career yards. Yeah. I know, I know. Odell Beckham has more yards than him, and he barely played the last three years. Yeah, we'll see. And he's an effing Brown. I just talked about a Brown. What the hell? Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Just, we'll talk about the Browns in a minute, Bubba. 
We'll talk about the Browns in a minute, boy. I'll tell you what, I go on there. We only got an hour today, so. In case you slept under a rock. In case you slept under a rock. For the next two and a half minutes, go ahead and turn down your radio dial while Aaron talks about the Browns signing Jadavion Clowney to one year up to $10 million contract. Listen, I just have. $7 million guaranteed, by the way. I'm first, we'll talk about the contract in a minute, but I have a question. I know you've heard of Elf on the Shelf, right? Yes? Yes. Have you heard of Clowny on the Brownies? <laughs> I tell you what, boy. Clowny on the Brownies. <laughs> Speaking of oh, that, boy, I tell you what. He would bring I'll tell you what. Clowny on the Brownies. And let's get it done. How are you going to block that? Okay, so first you, and foremost. Before you but, get all excited, he played eight games last year. Okay, you know what? Negative. All right, nope, nope. Backspace. Seconds. Backspace, you said I had two and a half minutes, so you can't take that back. I'm not going to let you interrupt me on this. Okay, because I have mixed feelings. I am very happy with the contract. <laughs> I'm not happy. I don't love Jadavian Clowney. I never have. He's, his work ethic isn't great. And to be honest with you, this is my take. I love it because that's why, we need – him and J.J. Watt didn't get along. Well, we needed, we needed it. We really did. We needed someone to come in. Because, but we're not really gaining that much because if you actually watched the Browns last year, you watched what Olivier Vernon did for the Browns and losing him and gaining Jadavian Clowney is basically, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I'd call it a wash because that's how valuable Olivier Vernon was. When Because when Garrett came back from COVID, he was not the same person. He never was. Now, I think he obviously, and he also had a really bad shoulder. So I think it's, a lot's going to change. I think he's going to pan out and be fine. But Clowney... Now, Clowney won't have the pressure on him that he's always had. That's the difference because he has Miles Garrett on the opposite side. He has Sheldon Richardson on the inside. Alone, the Browns' defense is absolutely gaining traction. They're going to be good. They have John Johnson now in the back, or and they and then uh, then they got Delpit coming back, Greedy coming back. Uh, obviously, Denzel Ward. You know, we have we have a solid foundation. We need linebackers, but adding Clowney was good, not great. Good, not. Great. And them saying he was the best pass rusher out there, I would have rather seen them get Alden Smith to be completely transparent. But I'm happy with it. I like it. They made a move. They needed to make it, and it was not an expensive okay, move. Your okay. Two minutes, your two Woo! minutes is up. How many right, well, How many career seasons does Jadavion Clowney how – many, how many seasons has he recorded 10 sacks in his career? None. Zero. Mm-hmm. He's a number one overall pick. Hey, actually, speaking of speaking of number one overall picks, you know how many? I found this stat. I want to find it again. Here it is. Yeah, we talked. We talked about this before the podcast. No, I didn't. The no, this is a different spot. The Bengals are the only team in the last five years to not draft a Pro Bowler. Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt. He's probably Pro Bowler last year. We don't talk about the Pro Bowl. The Bengals. Are the only team in the last five years who did not draft a Pro Bowl. Hey, we got 14 minutes. We got to roll. What's our rule um, on the Pro Bowl? We hate the Pro Bowl. I'm just making facts. I'm, I'm just stating the facts. I'm just stating the facts, Max. Don't get mad at me. If Cloudy stays healthy, it's super scary, and the Bengals better draft Panay Sewell. Speaking of the draft. Speaking of the draft. I'm going to give you our agreed-upon 25-minute argument before the podcast Top 10 mock draft. Now, he agreed upon slightly. We tried to do one combined because we only had an hour this time because this new podcast we're trying only gives us an hour on the first session. Um, 
So the we'll get to the picks that we were kind of weary about after, but we're going to do our mock draft. We didn't really follow any of the guidelines of the typical mock drafts like the other guys. We went straight up how we actually feel. We didn't like look at everybody else. We, we, we glanced at them obviously, but um, yeah. So obviously number one, Max. Um, I think we can just go ahead with our top three, right? Yeah. All right. Well, top three is pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. Yeah. The only reason, the only reason we are both agreeing that it's going to be Mac Jones and not Fields at three, is because I trust Chris Sims. I mean, he's best friends with Kyle Shanahan, and yeah. and he's been super quiet the last couple of weeks about all the Fields talk and hasn't responded to it or anything. So. I yeah. I'm going to stick with Mac Jones at three. Yeah, and there, so just to clarify, we didn't mention the teams here. So obviously, number one, uh, Jacksonville, Urban Meyer is going to take Trev. Uh, I mean, it's pretty it's much a no doubt. It's the reason he took that job. Yeah, the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. They've already made that pretty apparent uh, with what they've been doing. And unless something crazy happens, you're going to see uh, Mac Jones go three. So um, you, think Jimmy, you think Jimmy Drew gets traded during the draft, after the draft? I think he's there next year. I do. I think Mac Jones, I think they know Mac Jones isn't ready, uh, but they like him a lot, uh, which is ridiculous to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Holy shit. All right. Sorry. um, Missing something here. All right. So mock draft. Sorry. I just, I was looking at my mock draft and realized I think we, I think I made a mistake on mine. Um, So we both took for number four, uh, going to Atlanta, we took Pitts, uh, Kyle Pitts, going off the board. There could also be speculation. Um, the, the other pick there would be Trey Lance, um, but I think it's going to be Pitts. I think Trey Lance might fall here. Um, I think I th- that's. I think they're going to give Matt Ryan a year, maybe drive yeah. one next year. Yeah, I agree. So that that's our top four: is Kyle Pitts coming in coming in there? Um, no, no trades. Yeah, this is where Max and I, obviously with Max being a Bengal fan, this is where we kind of had our, he, you know, he, he truly thinks Panay Sewell, but for sake of argument and just for sake of being the Bengals, yes, we are, we we decided on Jamar Chase. I was pretty heavy on that. um, Just because I think that Joe Burrow going there and, and just the combination they're going to have together. I think Jamar Chase is the right, right pick there. For them, so, um, I don't think they. I don't down. think they can go wrong. But you can did speak you see your they piece. Picked up Thaddeus Moss. Yes, I, yeah, I did see that. So, so only God can hope that the Bengals front office and coaches are listening to what Joe Burrow wants. Yeah. He, he's your yeah. quarterback. He's your franchise. If you wanted Thaddeus Moss, okay, Joe, we'll get you Thaddeus Moss. Yeah. So we'll see how it pans out. Um, but so that was our pick there. Um, so that moves us to number six, which is Miami. The, um, this is a weird pick because we both don't think this guy is better, but the Dolphins have really speculated on Devontae Smith, um, which may – I mean, I think he's going to get – I don't think he's going to be near what the, what our next pick is, but that's who we had at number six. Um, number seven, we're moving to Detroit, and we're taking Jalen Waddle. Just makes sense. I mean, they need so, they, they need a receiver. Keeping track, we went quarterback, 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 tight end, receiver, receiver, receiver. 
Yeah, and Desmond and Mayer on offense, we get our next pick going to Carolina. A lot of speculation to have Justin Fields going here. Obviously not now with Sam Darnold. Uh, we both had Panay Sewell. We agreed on that to go there because they're going to need it. And also to pro- they're not just protecting Sam Darnold. They're protecting Christian McCaffrey. So keep that in mind. Yeah, but, I mean, either way, Jamar Chase for you, Panay Sewell. I don't think the Bengals can go wrong there. So falling into our number nine at the Denver Broncos, it is Micah Parsons, a linebacker from Penn State. Our first defensive player off the board is so, going uh, to Denver. If you're nine and you say any defensive player you want, go ahead. They're all there. You have to. Have to yeah. do it. Passer Tan is obviously a close second, but um, yeah. Micah Parsons is a dog for obvious reasons. And Drew Locke moved in with Peyton Manning. So I, yep. think, I think if you're the Broncos, Peyton's been decently involved since he retired, more than Indianapolis. Um, if Peyton's going to – Put his stamp of approval. Let him move into his house. Mm-hmm. That's their that's their guy next year. Yep, yep. So Max, I'll let you roll with number ten. So number ten, and we both think it's going to happen, but we don't know where. So we settled on number ten. We think the New England Patriots will trade up. Um, this is a mock trade with Dallas, moving from fifteen to ten to draft Aaron Boy, Justin Fields. It just we makes both, too much sense. Too much sense. I mean, even, even if he sits eight games, or if he sits six and Cam gets hurt, if he sits the whole year, if he sits a year and a half, it makes sense. He is yeah. Cam Newton two point Yeah, he Cam Newton doesn't like to run, will run. He's also fun fact about Cam Newton. I know we don't have a ton of time here. Since two thousand eleven, Cam Newton is leading every player in the NFL in rushing touchdowns. That's including running backs. Holy I shit! But. But seriously, Justin Fields will learn a lot from Cam Newton because they're going to play the same way because they both are pass-first running quarterbacks. And they can move get, around. You're giving McDaniels a second year with Cam instead of Tom. Yeah, and not to mention, I mean, I think, I mean, we've all seen um, Cam Newton in his prime, but Justin Fields, he has a ridiculous arm as well. So there's just so much Stupid. comparison there. Um, I think I think it just makes too much sense. So um, the darts he threw in the Clemson game, or sorry, Alabama game. Oh no, Clemson game. What game did he get hurt yeah. in? Uh, he got hurt in the Clemson game. Yeah, so the Clemson game got hurt. Still was dropping sixty-yard dimes to receivers. Like that yeah. tells us something. He's with tough. with a bad everything on that on that side of the body, ribs, hip, back. I mean, he was messed up. But yeah. um, that's our top ten. Uh, we will have. One more session before we get into two weeks the, from today. Yeah, so we're gonna actually we might even technically have two. We might try to switch the next one before that to Wednesday, but just so we can we talk could, about it. Or we could watch the draft live and do our podcast at the same yeah. time. I think it, yeah, we could do something like that where we're talking sports and also talking about the picks. That's a good idea. We could try that. That might maybe we could try to get together that time. But um, yeah, so we only have a couple minutes here because this is going to shut off. So we're going to hop into a real quick Max's idea, Mount Rushmore, where it's strictly sorry, mine. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, this is this. I don't even know why I did this, but I think it's just based off of um, uh, good, the, the yeah the Jadavian Clowney, and we're going to do this uh, real quick Mount Rushmore of Aaron's favorite defensive lineman for the Browns. So Danny Shelton is my number one. No, I'm just kidding. He was garbage. Uh, <laughs> So, 
I'm just going to go on a list. I named two guys that I did not watch growing up, but I learned a lot about from my dad and from just sports in general, uh, just knowing the Browns. Uh, I'm going to do them first. Len Ford, uh, Lenny Ford. Uh, he was back in the late 40s, early 50s. Uh, he was just a mammoth and got to the ball, got to the, got to the player. Uh, same thing with Paul Wigan. Those are my, those are two of my top uh, two. Um, I think he was a little later though. Um, gosh, I forget what years he was there, but I know my dad. I remember my dad talking about him a little bit. But just an all around, all around beast. Uh, then I'm going to move into my generation. Uh, I'm going to save obviously my favorite ever for last, and you're going to judge me for it. It's fine. It's only been around for a few years, but Orpheus Roy uh, from 2000 to like 2008, 2009. I just remember always hearing his name and always seeing him on around the ball. So I absolutely loved watching him play. I loved him then. Um, he was he was just a good, solid player. So was he uh, like uh, was he like the Joe Thomas of the defense then for you pretty much? Uh, you guys sucked. He was no Andre Andre Davis was the Andre Davis was the Joe Thomas of our defense because he was the the tenured guy who just was an all pro, all badass linebacker, but. Orpheus Roy was there for a while, and he did good things for the Browns. He did. He was he was an everyday, every every play impact guy. My number one is no doubt in my mind, and it's going to continue as Miles Garrett because he is just absolutely insane. He's he's a freak. And I mean, say what you want about the Mason Rudolph bullshit, but fuck Mason Rudolph. That's all I got to say about that. Um, love Miles Garrett. Love what he's doing. Love him as a leader, and love him as a person now. And I'm excited to watch him continue to ball out for us. So, sorry, guys. I don't want to rush the end of this, but we're still trying to figure out this new session here. But, um, yeah, we're going to have a lot of draft talk next week as well. Um, touch so base Mount, on – Mount Rushmore for next week. You ready? Already got a, already got a plan. Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. top four each draft bust for the Bengals and the Browns. Bengals is going to be kind of hard. So is the Browns. We have we have plenty of options, Aaron. And I was gonna say hard, like we. So. Yeah, if you guys check my TikTok out, a bunch of bunch of people are watching it. So yeah, love our eleven hundred. But all right, well, hey guys, thanks for listening. Uh, bear with us while we transfer over to this Iris app. Uh, like, share, subscribe, follow, do everything you can to get this out there because this is going to be a new platform for us. But we appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you.